Lucky. What up, what up, what up? How's it going out there, guys? Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the YFYI podcast. I'm your host, Sunny D. Hopefully, everyone's doing well. Hopefully, the day, wherever you find yourself at, it's treating you nicely. Thanks for coming back. If you're a repeat listener, if this is your first time listening to the YFYI podcast, thanks for being here. This is where you can come each and every week to get my spin, my take on the business of beauty, or as I like to call it, the Bob. Been doing this podcast for going on, I want to say it's around two years now, having a ton of fun doing it. Dropping an episode a week is my target. That's my goal. Talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Right now, I'm into about 135 episodes. So I guess we're a little over two years if that's one a week, 52 weeks, that'd be 104. So yeah, so maybe we're creeping up a little bit beyond that mark. reason I started this podcast was to be kind of a companion, an add-on, an addition, a constant real-time revision of my book series called YFYI. YFYI, your first year in the beauty industry, my first book, and YFYI Salon Ownership, my second book that came out earlier this year. The business changes constantly. The product or the service, you know, the thing, if you're in the beauty industry, you know, we, we cut hair, we color hair, we style hair, those things are always going to be consistent. But the way we do it, how we package it, how we approach our business each and every day, if you're just getting started in your career, how you approach your business each and every day, that kind of stuff changes regularly. And when I decided to write the book, I knew it was going to be an ongoing series. I knew there was going to be other things that were attached to it, whether they be speaking engagements or you know, doing this podcast. I knew that was going to be a case because there's no way you know it, you know, write it and then it's done because things are evolving. I'm learning still as a practicing stylist, as now not only a stylist but salon owner, multiple salon owner. I'm learning new things every single day. So when I look at the learner that's out there, I know they're going through different things. So there's a lot of different looks. And so for that reason, I decided to launch the YFYI podcast to go in tandem with that. So if this is your first time, that's a little little intro, a little bit of the back history story. And for those of you guys that have been here, if you've made it through 135 episodes, then you know there's lots of different nuggets you might be able to pull out of the podcast. I'm just super excited to be able to deliver it to you each and every day. And you know what I wanted to talk about today on this episode is, you know, what does it take? What do you think it takes? Maybe you already have an answer, maybe you're already a salon owner, but what does it really, you know, kind of take to be a business owner? Now, I use the term salon because that's my primary businesses that I have you know, or salons. Now, I've been in different types of businesses before, opened different types of businesses before, currently have other types of businesses before. Pretty much the central theme of my business, they're all around the beauty industry, but I use the term salon because that's my primary businesses. But what I'm what I'm talking about really is business period. You know, what does it take? 
You know, and I, I heard a quote recently from a guy named Reed Hoffman. He was part of the PayPal mafia back in the day, started PayPal, went on. He founded LinkedIn, one of the business social media platforms that's out there. He, there was a quote I heard, and he has an amazing podcast too. It's called, How, it's called uh, Scaling, Masters of Scale. Definitely want to check that out. I've been listening to it lately, learning a lot from it. But the quote goes like this, you know, owning a business is like jumping out of a, how did he say it? Jumping off of a building with all of the parts of a plane and like assembling it on the way down, you know? So it's like, that's kind of his, his take on it. So, or jumping off of a cliff, it's probably a cliff with a plane and assembling it on the way down. You know, so if you think about that, the kind of pressure, you know, and you think about like that as an analogy for what it's like being a business owner, I thought it was pretty accurate. And I wanted to go over a few things that, you know, I've been picking up along the way, you know, a few things that I've been learning along the way uh, that maybe if you're considering becoming a business owner, maybe it's something that, you know, there'll be something in, in here that you can maybe take away. If you're already a business owner, hopefully there's something you can take away. You know, getting around, you know, business owners, you know, we like to share stories. I like to share stories. I know it's, and they're kind of like war stories, you know? And so maybe this will be for you. If you're not a business owner yet, this might give you a little bit of insight. If you're working in a salon, you're working, you know, for someone else, maybe this will give you a little bit of insight as to what might be going on in their world. You know, what could you do to support them? Because we always look at, you know, as a business owner, you always look at supporting your people. And if you're working in a salon for somebody, you might expect that, right? That's what the business owner should be trying to support me and my goals, what I'm trying to do in my career, where I'm trying to go. But what about you supporting your business owner? You know, so when you think about owning a business, it's just a couple of themes I want to kind of put out here in the front um, before I, I share some of these things. So one of the things I want to share with you, what it's like to own your own business. The biggest thing I think overall, the overall responsibility, when you start a business, you start it you know, thinking it's going to be one thing and it almost never really ends up being that thing when it's actually kind of matured. Now you think about maturity, so if you start a business, say in year zero to 12 or year zero to one, where you have this idea, and I can think of a few right off, you know, off the top of my head, you know, there was a company that started, it was called Squirrel, and it was a, I want to say it was like a kind of, um, if it was a picture, was it location or you know, a review or some kind of, I forget, I forget exactly what their plan was, but it started, it was called Squirrel and it, it morphed into a company called Square. So it started off as one thing and it became a whole nother thing. Let's see if I can find Squirrel. So that was the original. I know, and there's another one that everyone, I know that if you're out there in the world of social media that you're probably on right now. Maybe that's how you found out about the podcast. There was a company called Bourbon and Bourbon was going to be a, it was like a local business, kind of like a Foursquare where you could check in, you could do reviews, you could learn about 
cool things to try at a certain restaurant or a certain hangout. It was called Bourbon. And what that morphed into was a little company called Instagram. You know, another company you know, started off on, on a campus, right, just to get college kids connected with each other. And that morphed into this company we know called Facebook. So there's lots of different you know, companies, and those are technology companies, but if you look around every industry, I mean, food industry, you know, Chipotle started out, the guy that started it wanted to open this really kind of high-end, you know, restaurant, and he didn't have the money to open this this restaurant, so what he decided to do was he decided to, you know, open up a burrito stand. He decided to go open up a burrito stand, and that burrito stand was a temporary thing where he wanted to use it to make some money and save up so he could then open this gourmet you know, style restaurant. And that burrito stand ended up taking off and turned into what today we call Chipotle, which is delicious. So there's a lot of companies. The way, so just think about that. As a business owner, that's the kind of first thing. You, know? you start off thinking you're going one place or it's going to be one thing. And then it totally turns into something else, you know. So as a business owner, that would be, you know, you not really knowing like what the end result might be. Now, you might have a grand vision, but there's always a surprise. There's always a plot twist. There's always something that's going to happen. Another thing as a business owner, what is it really like? You know, as a business owner, the buck, as they say, stops with you. The buck stops with you. So you get to own every problem. You get to you get to own every problem. You get to have to try to solve every problem. The buck really stops with you as a business owner. So things that go right, you know, you get to take a little bit of credit for those things, but <laughs> a lot of stuff doesn't go right. And you definitely have to take credit for all of those things. So as a business owner, you know, you have to you have to deal with that as well. Another thing, if you're thinking about, you know, owning a business or, you know, what is it really like? You know, a lot of times when you look on, you know, even like social media, people are going to show you their best life, right? They're going to show you their best representation. They're going to show you the highlights. So when you watch a like if you watch Sports Center, you're going to see the highlights of the games. You're not going to see every minute of the game. You're not going to know. And even if you're at a game, you're not going to really know, you know, what did the coach say to that player when they went to the sideline? What did they say in the locker room at halftime? What did the one player say to the other player when he blew a play? You know, you're not going to know all that stuff. You're not going to know some of those nuances. Just like on, you know, social media. So when you see a business on social media, just know you're going to see the highlight reel of their business. You're not going to see some of the lowlights of their business. You may not, you know, get the glimpse inside of a, you know, a hiring practice or a firing practice or, you know, when two different people are going, you know, going at it. But as a business owner, you know, you're going to be privy to all of that. You're going to be privy, yes, to the highlights and you're going to celebrate those, but you're also going to be privy to the lowlights and is a guarantee that every business has both. No business is up, 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 up. 
you know, just like just like the economy, just like the stock market, things go up and things go down. You know, the saying is what goes up must come down. I don't know what the other part of that saying is, what goes down must go up. I don't know if that's part of it because that's not the law of gravity, but things do go up and then they do go down. It's, it's cyclical. It, there's a cycle. It's like a roller coaster. You know, momentum is built going down, which also helps you go back up and climb back up. And then, you know, the momentum as you're going up and then you're going down, you're going up and down. But as the business owner, you have the luxury of being privy to all of that. So you're going to have to know. Now, as a business owner, one of the things that you cannot rest on is your laurels. You cannot rest on, well, this works, you know, so the saying, I believe the saying is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But just because it ain't broke doesn't mean you shouldn't be looking, okay, how can I improve some things? Now, even a company like McDonald's that's been around since the 50s, the McDonald's cheeseburger, it's not broke, but I guarantee you that from time to time, they're going to look at it. They're going to inspect it. They're going to, you know, see, is there, is that, you know, ingredient, can we get a better ingredient for this one part of it? Not that we're going to change it, but can we make any innovation or improvement on it? Same thing with tires. Think about staples in your life, toothpaste, tires, toilet paper. Those companies, it's like, I got toothpaste, I put it on the toothbrush, I brush my teeth. Yeah, it's fine. There's not like a whole lot of innovation, but don't you know that Colgate and all these other Crest and all these other brands, they're constantly looking at their product thinking, how can we maybe make this better or come out with some new twice fresh technology or some little, you know, crystal that's inside of the paste that's going to give you, you know, an extra layer of protection or brighten your enamel or the new, you know, Crest has their 3D white. It's still toothpaste, but there's still room for innovation. Toilet paper. Oh, this absorbs more. It's two times as, as strong. It's many more sheets. It's equal to four rolls. Just look at the way that these companies continue on a product that you might think is, is basic. So as a business owner, you have to constantly be looking for ways to innovate. Now, oh, this is really good. I'm, I got a a little uh, draft latte coffee here. It's got three shots of espresso and froth milk. Real coffee drink. All right, cool. Just checking it out. La Colombe. Perfectly. Here's their here's their pitch. Right. Perfectly frothed milk. Three shots of espresso. The full taste and feel of a true latte, but stronger. Naturally sweet with only a pinch of cane sugar. Yeah, I gotta watch the sugar intake. I mean, the milk already has enough sugar, so that's, I guess, what the deal is with this. But so far, so good. It's pretty tasty. Anyway, so looking at looking at innovations. Now, where are some of your best ideas going to come from? They're going to come maybe from within your company. But also, you know, I want to encourage you, look outside of not only your company, at other companies in your industry, maybe for innovation. I mean, in today's day and age, you can anything. There's so much at our fingertips with the internet, but I'm not just talking about like, yeah, that's great to look at your industry and to look at, you know, within your company 
talking to your people, watching how they might be able to add value or help create you know, positive change and innovation. But I'm talking about what about outside of your business? You know, as I, you know, build our companies, I'm constantly looking at, you know, restaurants. If I go to restaurants, have a great dining experience, I'm like analyzing, okay, how's this experience? You know, how's, how's the, what's the flow, the traffic flow? I'm looking at, you know, hotels, whether it be hotels, um, airlines, restaurants, amusement parks, other, you know, just any business you might be able to pick something up from. Any business, not only could you learn like, maybe some innovations that might be great that you'd like to use in your own business, but you can also learn, wow, that was a real shitty experience. I don't want any of my guests to come into my business and ever have that experience. So what could I take away that I definitely don't want to do? So as a business owner, that's one of your things. You know, you have to be constantly looking at how can we innovate and change. I mean, in our business, I mean, the brass taxes, we have haircuts, we have color, we have style. So those things again, staples. But how can I change those? What if you know I'm, I'm you know, using <clears throat> the environment, the smell, the sound, the taste, the touch, whether it be a beverage. You know, what if you know I make it a more of an experience? Like even outside of just you know, you come into a salon, you expect certain things, just like a cheeseburger. You expect cheese, you expect bread, you expect a burger, but some of the seasonings, the way that it's packaged and delivered, the speed of how it's delivered, the presentation of how it's delivered, uh, what it might be coupled with, all of those things are innovations. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a cheeseburger, right? A haircut's a haircut's a haircut. But how can you innovate? So those are things as a business owner, you have to constantly you know, be looking at. Um, another thing as a, what is it really like, you know, as a business owner, your number one thing, I mean, you're, even if you have an HR company as a business owner, you're like, you're the head of HR. That's pretty much your job. So now if you're, say you're an artist, if you're in our industry, if you're in like the beauty industry and you love to cut hair and that's all you really want to do. And then one day you get the entrepreneurial bug or you know you're you're just somebody tells you oh you're so great at cutting hair you should open a salon and you 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 take a little you you bite it you bite the bullet and you catch that bug and you decide you know what I'm going to go ahead and open a salon that's fine but that's not a guarantee of success because you can cut great hair the things that you need to be great at really have nothing to do with cutting hair I'm an educator I teach people how to cut hair color hair style all that stuff that skill set is there I've developed that. It's a passion of mine. I love working with people in the classroom and teaching. But the biggest impact that I make in our company, on our culture, and our team members is when I'm having these one-on-ones. When I'm trying to, you know, help guide and develop their career, their path, their life path. You know, just the way that their thinking works. So you have to really look at now how do you get good at that? Just like you get good at anything else. It's going to be practice. But you want to you want to fast track it, so you're going to have to you know start to really study people. You have to become a student of people. You have to become a student, you know, of mindset, you know, of of psychology. You have to become a student of all these different things, whether it be health and fitness, whether it be um, whether it be finance, whether it be the professional career. 
whether it be you know spiritual, all these different things where people might have different goals, you can have insight because they will look to you. Your staff, as you're building your business, they're going to look to you as a you know as a, maybe a, a guiding light, a mentor, coach, whatever you want to call it. You could dress it up however you want it, but they're going to look to you for guidance. And then that comes back now to you. It's lonely at the top, guys, when you are the you know, the CEO, the founder, and, you know, maybe you have a co-founder, maybe you don't, but if the, if the buck truly does stop with you, then I'm going to tell you right now, it does get lonely because now you're giving, giving, giving advice and tips and training and this and that, but where are you going to get yours from? You know, so for me, one of the things I make sure I do every single year is have like one or two, you know, trainings that I'm going to where I'm the student. I'm not the facilitator, the teacher, the instructor, because with that, that gives me an opportunity to kind of use a different part of my brain, you know, because one part of your brain is output, 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 give, 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 but then you got to replenish, you got to refill. If you're constantly putting out, but you're never taking in, then that could be tough. You know, and that's where you see like a lot of, you know, business owners and, you know, young entrepreneurs and I mean, whether it be depression or suicide or whatever it is, you know, the struggle there is, you know, not getting, not getting back. Now, if you're working in a salon, you know, knowing some of the stuff that I'm sharing with you, you know, how can you support and, and, you know, and encourage your, your leader, you know? How's your leader doing? When's the last time you asked them how they're doing? When's the last time you checked in with them to see? You know, because they have that exterior kind of shell and they're maintaining the course. And sometimes you might not know. They might be going through something. They might have a difficult time going on in their life. You might not know. They probably know what's going on in your life. And the key is going to be, yeah, they're asking and they're there for you. But you never know if you're working in a company what your owner might be going through. So sometimes, I mean, I know in some companies, I mean, the the some if if an owner is super super transparent or they just fire off like you know what the hell's wrong with you people, you might actually know exactly what's going on, and it might be you know attributed to the business or it could be something in their personal life, their marriage, their relationship, their kids, whatever it is. But knowing that they are people too, yes, they might be the quote unquote, your fearless leader and your, your, your main kind of cheerleader and encourager, but they do put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you. They wake up, have to get out of the bed, hit their snooze button, yawn, feel tired, get happy, are sad, get upset have ups, have downs, they're humans, just like you. You know, and a lot of times as a leader, I can tell you right now, we have a really good, and especially I think, I mean, if you're, if you're, you know, maybe a good leader, you maybe have a really good exterior where you're able to, you know, have confidence. Like if you're a leader, when you walk into the room, you should be able to raise the energy of that room. 
And sometimes it's really, really hard to do that because you might, you know, maybe you did just have a, a tragedy happen in your personal life or something professional or something that's not working with your business that, you know, only you know about because you're the one that has to solve a big problem that is right in front of you. But you have to walk into that room and be able to raise the energy. So your leader may have an ability to put on a mask, to be able to really put on a show, to really be able to, you know, still bring that energy, that enthusiasm, that electricity. In our company, we call it the four E's, excitement, electricity, energy, and enthusiasm, you know, because that's what great leaders have to do. But if you're following that great leader, just know that they also have the downs just like you do. You know, so when you're working within that company, you know, how could you support them? You know, what, what things might you see, you know, in that company where you're like, you know what, I'm going to handle this, you know, because when you start to see, I'll tell you right now, if you start to see cracks in your leader or you start to see stresses in your leader, then those stresses, whatever you think they are, that just finally got to the surface, you're just getting a glimpse of them. They're probably 10 times as bad or as deep than what you see. Because that means they're they've been you know holding that under the surface for so long. It's kind of like an iceberg. You know when you you know when you see the tip of the iceberg, you have no idea how big and how wide that iceberg actually is. You know, so if you see the tip, then it could be like too late. But that's something to think about. How could you support your leader? But really, when when it comes down to it, you know being a salon owner. It's it's one of the great my greatest, you know, joys of of I mean it's a business owner period, being a business owner. You know, because it gives me the ability to what I like to say, you know, die on my own sword. Like kind of, you know, I'm kind of the creator of my destiny. If I fail, then I failed. You know, but I have a lot of responsibility because as you grow your company, now it's not like I fail, then I just failed, but I failed this person, that person, this person, that person, you know, so the responsibility, it becomes heavy. So you're going to have to be able to bear the weight of and the responsibility, especially if you're trying to build something big. If you're trying to build something and you're going to have, you know, like right now, you know, we have multiple locations across multiple states, you know, all different kinds of characters, you know, the different age groups, you know, and it becomes heavier and heavier. And that's where, you know, as you developing people, that's where the real test is going to come in. So depending on what your ambition is, how big you want to build your company, all of the things that I talked about of learning how to be the HR person, uh, learning how to communicate, learning how to wear the mask, learning how to bring the energy up as soon as you walk into the room. Those are things. And that's why, you know, so many people do shy away from it. And it's okay because I, I think... There is a DNA that is involved with, you know, being a business owner that everyone doesn't possess. And I think everyone might, you know, take a crack at it, you know, but if it doesn't work out, if it, you know, and for me, it hadn't, it didn't work out a few times, but I just, I was like, you know what, I, I really feel like it's, it's part of what it's, what I'm supposed to do. So I took another crack at it you know, failed again, took another crack at it, you know, and I'll, I'll continue to crack. Now that's where you find yourself. But some people, you know, give it a shot. It fails once. They're like, okay, I got that out of my system. And then you realize, you know, that's not my DNA. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's like, find out, you know, it's kind of like taste it, see that you don't like it, then you don't have to taste it anymore.
but some people don't want to taste it. But it's definitely, I think, DNA, you know, because I, I sometimes I refer to, you know, like going back to that, that quote about jumping off the cliff with the airplane and assembling it on the way down. There's that pressure. You know, are you going to be able to deal with that pressure? And how are you going to, how are you going to help, you know, uh, balance that out? You know, not, not necessarily like, well, you know, work-life balance, but just like um, work-life. You know, I think Jeff Bezos from Amazon, I heard him recently say like work-life harmony, you know, to be able to have something, you know, for me, you know, I discovered, you know, triathlons a couple of years ago, started doing it just like whether it be, you know, exercise or whether it be, you know, reading, you know, I love, I love, you know, just reading and learning and, you know, mainly so I can stay sharp and just learn about new things. It's fascinating watching different interviews and stuff. You can, I mean, you have unlimited resources on the internet free, you know, it's not like I do invest in books. I like to buy books. Um, and listen to them, something I never thought, you know, like would be like one of my main, my main jams. And I kind of, I guess maybe kind of goes back to my uh, early days when I used to hang out in the Barnes and Nobles bookstore. Maybe it's kind of resurfaced somehow, but there's just everything is in there. Everything you ever wanted to learn is in the book. But what are you going to do, you know, dealing with the pressures of being that business owner to be able to still try to balance and I mean, there there are some times where you are going to, you know, have to put on like the blinders and you're going to basically, you know, you're just going to see, you know, what you're going to be straight tunnel vision periods of time could be weeks, months, you know, years Uh, with that. There's going to be sacrifices, you know, so being a business owner, you're going to have to make some of those might be, you know, you miss some of your, your kids functions, you miss some family functions, being away from home. If you're married, being away from your husband or wife, you know, those kinds of things. Those are all things that, you know, I want to share with you up front because it's all part. It's kind of like the, the price of admission. You know, those are things you're going to have to understand. It's just part of the process. You know, so when I think back to the beginning and when I started, uh, was life easier before becoming a business owner? Absolutely. You know, when I had a job, I had you know, be somewhere, you know, certain time you clock in, you clock out. When you're done, hopefully you do a great job while you're in between those those lines and then you get to walk away. You don't take it home with you. Maybe, you know, it's like you keep going and you just keep, you know, repeating that process. But if you decide to cross over and you take on the world, you know, and so to speak, and decide you're going to build a company, then you will you will take it home. You know, you're going to find some downtime here and there, but you're going to take a lot of it home with you. And you're going to think about it. And you're if you really want it to work and you know, you will become like obsessed with, you know, making it work. Especially as it grows and as time goes by, you will learn how to manage that. But in especially in that first, you know, 2 to 3 years, where that business is trying to mature and go from, you know, an infant to a, an adolescent, you know, to a young adult, to an adult, you know, now we're coming up on nine years. We're getting into that. We're getting into that adult phase. You know, that full maturation is, has not happened yet. It's still going on, but we're getting into that adult phase, you know, looking forward you know, 10 years in the game you know, still, and, and depending on what type of company, you know, for me, it was, you know, it's like, let's get this going. We understand how to do it. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. I'm trying to scale and, and multiply. 
we're not trying to do addition. So that comes with a little bit more, you know, aggressiveness and has, you know, different things. There's different upsides to that. And there's also a lot different downsides. You know, think about it more, you know, more mouths to feed. You grow your family, start having more kids. That's another mouth to feed. That's another uh, set of everything for that new family member. And that's just like a business. You open one business, you got a set of bills. You open another business, got a whole nother set of bills. You got a whole, if you're in another state, you got a whole nother puzzle to solve. If you, you know, so there's lots of different ways you can do it. But the biggest thing, you know, as you're charting the course, just expect a lot of those things, do a lot of homework, learn from other owners, you know, and just keep at it. You know, you keep at it, you'll get to where you're going. The only way you lose is if you quit. So that's some of the things that I've kind of picked up over these last nine years. And, you know, just in just getting inspired, listening to some different business owners here recently, thought it'd be kind of just cool to share some insights on what is it really like to be a business owner, not just a highlight reel, not just what you see on Instagram, whether it be my Instagram or anyone else's, of course, you're going to see the highlight reel, but you know, just some of the behind the scenes stuff to share with you. Uh, we're actually also now we just started a, a new Instagram page. It's you can go on there and go at 1.0 team, 1.0 team. And it's going to be our team in action, behind the scenes shots. Going to kind of open up a little bit more of the salon reality life. What's happening, you know, behind the chair. Because on our main Instagrams for all the salon 1.0 salons, you get to see our beautiful end result. That's like our highlight reel, right? You get to see like beautiful end result of hair, cuts, color. But this 1.0 team page is going to be cool because we're going to profile, you know, our different team members. We'll have, you know, videos, we'll have pictures, we'll have, you know, things that are happening outside of just, you know, the hair. You'll see plenty of that, but you'll see the team actually in action. You know, what what it's like to, you know, you see the end result and how did we get there? So hopefully you guys will give that page a follow. Um, If you don't already follow me at SunnyD1.0, I'd love to see you there. If you follow YFY at your first year in, love to see you there. Or at any of our salon pages, um, definitely get in touch with me if you have any comments or questions on any of this stuff. And you know, you can always pick up any copies of the YFY book series. Just go to yourfirstyearin.com and you get a copy. I'll sign it for you, send it to you. And again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Definitely, um, if you haven't checked out my other podcast, Rolling with the D, those are kind of in the moment, on the move podcasts that I do. I use a little app called Anchor, which is pretty amazing for podcasting on the go. If you ever thought about starting a podcast or just wanted to, you know, kind of flirt with the idea, go get the Anchor app. It is the easiest way you can have a podcast in the podcast store, Apple and everywhere else podcasts are available and like about two minutes. You can be published. You can be live. So the barrier is not, I mean, I remember when I started this podcast, it was like, oh, how do you, the hell do you start a podcast? You know, I'm like Google, YouTube, like watching like 20 videos, trying to figure it out, equipment. I don't know what. It's not that way anymore, guys. Anyone can get into it. If you have a message, you have something you want to share, you have content, you have, you know, you just want to develop and build an audience. You just want to practice being a, you know, radio show host or whatever it is. You know, whatever it is, I'd say give it a shot. And Anchor.fm, the Anchor app is making that possible for everyone. So just a little plug there. Not paid. I'm not getting paid to plug them, but I like their product. 
So on that note, guys, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of the YFYI podcast. As far as dates go, I know I've been talking about some YFYI speaking engagements. Uh, Northeast Tour, haven't got all the details going to be putting together. Northeast Tour, if you're in Florida, I'll definitely be hitting some of our local schools, Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, Miami. I'll be over this uh, this fall and, and winter season. And then I know we've got like uh, Washington State heading out there to Paul Mitchell School, a couple other Paul Mitchell schools in the works. Um, you'll see, you know, just follow my social media to know at a city, at a school, on a stage, somewhere soon. Hope to see you. Hopefully uh, you guys take away a lot from this episode. And it's been a pleasure having you here listening to the YFYI podcast. So thanks for being here, guys. Remember, this is the place where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. I go smash her, she throw out of pocket. I go smash her, but she photocopy. I passed her off like, oh, bitch, I'm him. I'm seeing her when she acting on it.